going on, everybody? It's your buddy. It's your pals, pals, Phoenix, the YWC Reality Check, and I'm here to talk to you about TNA. Yes, first and foremost, happy Royal Rumble weekend. I hope you're having a good one. We've got about eight hours until the show starts. I'm uh, killing time. Let's be real for a second. I told you guys I was going to start talking about TNA a bit more uh, when they became TNA again, but I'm not going to do weekly show reviews. I reviewed the first show. It was a lot of fun. Alexander versus Osprey is, I mean, we're only a couple weeks into 2024, but it's my match of the year so far. It's good. I like uh, the aesthetic, the TNA, as we're having it presented right now, but there's a fair bit of, like, nothing huge, but a lot of little things that I thought were interesting to talk about. First and foremost is a, uh, a programming note. Uh, that TNA Explosion is coming back. I never watched TNA Explosion back in the day. I knew that Impact was the normal weekly show, etc. And then it became something else. And then it was extra content. And then it was just a recap show. And then it was just extra content again. And then it went away. So they brought back TNA Explosion. They brought it back for the TNA Plus subscription service that they have. I don't know how that service is as far as its reliability because I don't use it. I do my stuff through like YouTube, but um, it's extra content for TNA Plus, pretty much. It's the way they've laid it out. It's going to be two extra matches a week, uh, along with a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff and uh, ringside interviews with Gia Miller. Gia Miller's pretty damn good at her job, too, so look forward to that. So I'm guessing this is going to be sort of their equivalent of like main event. It's whatever was taped, whatever two or three matches were taped before Impact. It's not going to rock the world. It's not like Raw all of a sudden having a SmackDown. It's not, to be fair, let's look at the other side of the coin. It's not like Dynamite having a Rampage or a uh, Collision. But it's two extra matches, maybe some people that couldn't get onto the regular show that week, and a bunch of interview time, which is like character building type stuff. And it's very... The way they presented it is they're not telling you that this is super essential. It's just some extra stuff. And I'm sure uh, on the weeks where they don't have very many interviews to do or maybe they don't have a match to show that week, I'm sure it will be uh, very much a recap show, very much a WWE main event, uh, inessential type show. But what they're saying is it's going to debut every Friday on the TNA Plus app. Like I said, don't know how that works. I don't use it. Uh, but following that, it will be available the following Tuesday on free YouTube. So you don't even have to do the pay thing uh, that I'm doing right now to watch Impact. I mean, more is more. There's a whole bunch of TNA talent that... Um, on a on a uh, on a show that only has two hours a week. I mean, AEW has three shows a week, which is like five hours. WWE has a lot. WWE has seven hours. Um, TNA has a buttload of wicked talent, and they have two hours a week to play with. So, a little bit extra. Uh, people getting their their reps in, as it were, and doing a little bit of character work and uh, presenting it in such a way where you don't have to feel like you're missing something if you don't see it. Awesome, cool. Um, TNA basically exists again for like two weeks and they're already announcing a second show. It, it, it presents this idea that they are ever 
expanding. Um, they did a huge attendance for Hard to Kill, and that attendance carried through the Snake Eyes TV tapings, which means they're in a bigger venue. They're bringing in more talent. They had Osprey, they had Okada this week teaming with the Motor City Machine Guns. That was a lot of fun as well. Um, so everything for TNA looks like it's going up and going out. I'm doing hand motions that you can't see because this is an audio medium. But a uh, really cool thing, just you know, boring paperwork, broadcast scheduling stuff, but it's it's uh, a little bit of expansion, and when you've only existed for two weeks and you're already expanding, that's good. Let's talk about the ladies' championship for a second, because before today, I thought this would be a Trinity story, or a Trinity slash Naomi story, the rumors of her coming back for the Rumble, etc. She lost the title to Jordan Grace at Hard to Kill at a de in, a, in a decent match that... For the sake of both of their athleticism, I wish I gave more of a crap about. I said that in my, my review. I was pretty honest. Uh, on the very first episode of Impact, Trinity said, okay, come back next week. I'm getting my contractual rematch. And it was very much laying the groundwork for um, she's going to put over the champion one more time before she leaves the territory, that kind of old idea. So I thought I was going to come up here and say that, you know, Trinity did the job, she did the business, as they say, she's probably on her way back to the Rumble. I'd be lying if I said I was particularly excited about that, but it is what it is, let's see what happens on Saturday. But, but, the other thing that hasn't kicked off until today, recording this on Saturday, putting this out on Saturday, hopefully you guys will see it before uh, the Rumble actually goes out, apparently there's whispers, there's whispers of TKO and WWE reaching out to TNA more and more uh, to do some more steady crossover stuff. Now, they've allowed the WWE stars to be in TNA video packages when they had the big Slammiversary uh, show where they were all sending in their, their well wishes and all that kind of thing. I think they traded Christian for Ric Flair uh, so that each could go into the other's Hall of Fame. That was a little bit of a something that happened back in the day. Most recently would be Mickey James uh, coming in as the TNA Women's Champion into the Women's Royal Rumble two years ago, three years ago, something like that. Um, now, that was cool. That was cool in its own right, because it was Mickey James. It was a WWE, an ex-WWE talent. It was a return, so to speak, but she wasn't coming in as returning WWE superstar Mickey James. She was coming in as TNA Champion Mickey James. They let her use the hardcore country music. They let her wear the title uh, down to the ring and be her TNA self. Now, the criticism of that was, eh, don't get your hopes up. They're not really bringing in TNA people. They're just bringing in somebody that's in TNA right now that uh, used to be in their circle, so to speak. Really different this year uh, when they're when there's predicting of several uh, several talents may show up in the Rumble. This is why I said in, in a previous video, because this is WrestleMania 40, so this is WrestleMania 40 season, this would have been the year for them to expand the Rumbles to 40, especially when there's only two other matches on the card. I don't know why they didn't do that. I think that's a missed opportunity. But the name that is being heavily rumored at the head of this list, at the head of the articles that I've read, which aren't on my screen right now, so I can't give the appropriate credit, which is really bad on my part. Shitty, sorry, genuinely apologizing to the people that I've been reading all morning. The name on the top of everybody's lips is Jordan Grace. Now, Jordan Grace is the current TNA Women's Champion, um, as Mickey James was last time, but it would sort of wash away the fact of, like, yeah, they brought in a TNA champion, but Mickey James is really a WWE person. If Jordan Grace shows up in the Rumble, 
as I say, not particularly a Jordan Grace person, but I'm more for what that represents. Same as Mickey James is not on the on the top of any of my lists, but I was really into that for what it represented, the potential conversations that are happening there, the potential crossovers. I mean, hell, give me Josh Alexander versus Chad Gable has always been the, the thing that I've said. Or if you want a weird match, give me like Rhea Ripley versus Killer Kelly, that kind of thing. I mean... If I want to be fair about it, Rhea Ripley versus Jordan Grace, champion versus champion, would be pretty fucking awesome as well. Um, but if Jordan Grace or anybody for that matter shows up at the at the Rumble, that'll be a huge pop for me. Not only because I like TNA, I'm also following TNA, um, but it'll it'll help WWE wipe that 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 stain off where it was oh they never help anybody they only poach from people even though that's not true they got shat on for what was it the evolve show that they put on on the wwe network uh because aew somehow thought that was counter programming because they're strange um selfishly a lot of the people in TNA are people that I've gotten to see up close and personal in the Don Koloff arena at Destiny shows. Yes, check it out for Spass Phoenix Bucket List. It's fine. So, it's like when I see Shotzi show up in the Women's Rumble when she came up from... Well, she was in Destiny, and then she went to NXT, then she went to WWE, and that's awesome. But if you get some people in there, like a PCO, like a Josh Alexander, like an Aiden Prince, like a Trey Miguel, these are... Some of them, these are guys that I've actually gotten to chat with and sat front row in the Don Koloff to watch either win or, or lose titles. And for me personally, because of TNA having such a, such a close connection with Destiny and Destiny being the, the, uh, the outlet that's closest to me, I think that would be really cool. Maybe I'm selfish on that. Maybe people that are not necessarily in my neck of the woods are going to see somebody i would hate i would hate to see this but somebody that's not in my neck of the woods might see aiden prince uh join the rumble and say who's that which for the for one thing i would say well watch for five seconds and he'll show you who he is but on the other side of the coin it's like well here's what you've been missing out on that's everything's a win there so as i say the the story coming up to it up to and including today would have been okay i guess naomi's done her honors on the way out to jordan grace she's coming back to wwe okay let's prepare ourselves for that but it opened up a much larger story about potentially jordan grace and others coming over to the wwe for the rumble or maybe for something more than the rumble um you need something really interesting and I'm going to keep using Jordan Grace as the example because that's the one that's on everybody's lips right now. But if you need a first opponent for Jade Cargill, you could do worse than Jordan Grace. I'm just putting that one out there. So let me know what you guys think down in the box below. Give me your opinions on Naomi coming back, obviously. Uh, is Jordan Grace a good crossover star for TNA to send to be in the Rumble? How do you feel about WWE and TNA working together in general now that TNA is in this, this time of expansion because I think it's an exciting conversation to have quite frankly and I don't have all the answers speaking of WWE TNA crossover etc Dolph Ziggler Nick Nemeth had his first TNA match and they were really hyping it up as his first ever non WWE match now granted the tapings happened a couple weeks ago I know he's done some stuff in in New Japan I don't know if he's had a match yet because I don't follow New Japan it is what it is but his Technically, what they were advertising as Nick Nemeth's first ever out of WWE um, match was against Zachary Wentz of the Rascals. Really cool to see Zachary Wentz finding some success after he got fucked 
let me say that again, fucked out of his position in NXT. WWE doesn't make very many wrong moves, but that was one of them. Um, really cool to see him succeeding. Really cool to see him back with Trey Miguel. I had hoped all three of the Rascals were going to come to NXT, but the world is the way it the way it is. Um, I mean, Nemeth versus Wentz was an awesome match. You knew Nemeth was going to win. Uh, the most wanted man, Nick Nemeth. Uh, it served three purposes, really, here. I mean, Wentz gave him a good match. Wentz was the linchpin to get us to, I'm sorry, but the match that I'm much more interested in, which is Nick Nemeth versus Trey Miguel. And in the background, we're still building the story between him and Macklin that started on the debut episode of TNA Impact. Now, I'm assuming, I am assuming at this point that Macklin versus Nemeth is going to be Nick Nemeth's first TNA pay-per-view match, and I'm, I'm assuming that he's going to have some bangers with some other uh, people on the roster between now and then. I think their next pay-per-view is the Friday of Elimination Chamber weekend. I think it's No Surrender. I could be wrong. I'm pulling that off the top of my head. I will say, tune in to next week's episode of Impact, because you're going to get Nick Nemeth and Trey Miguel, and I think that will steal the show, so I hope they put it on last. The Macklin story is what it is. Hey, I came over from where you came a couple years ago. Let me tell you the lay of the land here, blah, blah, blah. Very, very cut and paste. Works for a character like Macklin. Works for uh, Ziggler slash Nemeth, who was, as he said it in his own promo, I was in the same place for 20 years. I got to treat this like a day one. If he does a story, and I think he will, of going from the bottom to the top, uh, I think it'll be cool. I think it's cool that he's not being dropped in at the top because the accusations from the Twitter world would be all over the place. But again, like going up against the Rascals in your first two matches isn't exactly starting at the bottom either. So I think everybody wins. Um, Macklin as an opponent is the one that I'm least interested in. I love Macklin as a character. I do. Like I said, and I and I keep saying it, uh, if wrestling had their version of the Punisher, it would be Steve Macklin, and he's pulling that off great. Um, but personally, I would swap him around. I would have him go over Macklin next week, build up something with Trey Miguel, and, and go from there. But we can't always get what we want. Speaking of next week, and speaking of asshole heels that do want to start at the top, the Grizzled Young Vets attacked ABC after... Uh, after Chris Bay won himself a singles match against Mr. Knight? I don't know. Guy with really funky sunglasses. Anyways, Grizzly Young Veterans attacked the ABC, and then in the back they're talking to Director of Authority, uh, Santino Morella, and basically he said they, they had to debut in a fatal four-way. That's not the way you debut people like us. ABC come in, and they want to get their hands on the Grizzly Young Vets. Grizzly Young Vets shouldn't be rewarded for their bad behavior with a title shot, says Santino Morella, and says, okay, guess what? Starting next week, we're going to have a best two out of three series, best two out of three series, I can speak, I swear, between ABC and the Grizzled Young Vets. I'm all the way down for that. ABC is a great team to put up against the Grizzlies Young Vets as an opposite style. Like, the whole styles makes matches thing is a cliche for a reason. You got the grounded, brawling, uh, you know, twist your limbs, all that kind of thing. Pete Dunn-esque. Um, they still haven't let Zach Gibson go on the mic, which I gotta believe that's coming sooner or later. And ABC are just over as fuck with the crowd, and they will have the crowd's sympathy the whole way through, which means Grizzly Young Veterans will have the crowd's booze all the way through. Everybody wins. Looking forward, 
to uh, Nemeth's rise to this top. I guess I'm, I'm full of cliches today. Looking forward to this best out of three series between ABC and Grizzly Young Veterans. And in a couple hours, we're going to see if Naomi or indeed uh, Jordan Grace show up in the Rumble. That's it, isn't it? Oh, no, wait, it's not, because after... After TNA went off the air, we got a video package, a very, very uh, political speech style video package talking about how change comes, it sometimes comes slowly, it sometimes comes quickly. Uh, TNA just went through a change that was years in the making, but sometimes you need somebody to come in and light the flame, and it's fucking Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali is coming to, to TNA. Now, I don't want to overstate the, the obvious here. There are bigger names being tossed around right now. Oh, where's Okada going? Is he showing up in the Rumble? Is he going to AEW? Where's Mercedes Vernado going? Is Sasha Banks coming to the Rumble? Is she going to AEW? Um, Will Ospreay just got signed to AEW. Huge loss for the good guys, but it is what it is. But of the people that were released from WWE recently, I'm being very careful with my words here, the top two spoken about names from that most recent round of releases in WWE are in TNA now. Now, as far as I understand, uh, Mustafa Ali in TNA is a limited run. He's They've announced a very specific six dates that he's going to be on. I There's a part of me that would love Mustafa Ali and Nick Nemeth to have a program, but that same part of me is going to say, uh, if they do that, then TNA is just going to be accused of throwing the old WWE guys together, which isn't which isn't the greatest. Now, if Mustafa Ali wants to do a, he's doing this this. It's I don't know if he's playing a politician, but he's presenting himself in a very political, you know, podium esque way with the with the armed guards beside him and all that kind of thing. I think he tried to do a little bit of of this in WWE as well before they clipped his wings. But if he wants to come in pretending that he's a good guy. And you want to get Nemeth and Ali taking on the Rascals, for example, and then Ali turns on him after, and that's how you get to it. Then you get a really cool tag team match. You get a really nice shine on the Rascals. You get Nemeth showing what he can do. You got Ali showing what he can do, and then the two of them falling out and and having a feud after that. That would be insane. Pull that off the top of my head yet yet again. Both of these guys, Mustafa Ali and Ziggler, I've got guys that I want to see them face. I mean. Trey Miguel was one of them for uh, for Nick Nemeth. I really want to see Ziggler versus Josh Alexander. I really want to see Mustafa Ali versus Aiden Prince. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, it's going to be weird if there's a working relationship now with TNA, with TNA seeming to be the place where a lot of WWE's releases have ended up. But also, also, and I'm going really far afield here, TNA just announced their new deal or their renewed deal with AAA. So does that put Scott Demore, Triple H, Nick Khan, The Rock, and that the guy from AAA whose name I can't pronounce, so I'm not going to because I'm trying to be respectful, does it put all those heads in the same room? Because I know AEW uh, announced last night, I think, uh, trying to counter the attention that TNA and AAA are getting. They've got something going on with CMLL. Good for them. A A and E or sorry, AEW's got like a rotating cast of characters. Let's grab whoever we can anyway. So them having a deal with somebody new isn't really news. Uh, NXT working with All Japan and sending Charlie Dempsey over there was a huge thing. 
because WWE has this reputation of not working with anybody, which is bullshit, but we still need to wipe it away. WWE, if they are working with TNA, would be huge for the same reason. TNA working with AAA and their, their history of already working together and how integral that was to the starting of the X Division is big. AEW, from day one, from day dot, has advertised themselves as basically a revolving door. Anybody can come in, how, no matter how good or bad you are. And that goes for the people running the company as well. So, I don't care. There, it's not a huge announcement, unless you're trying to curtail the attention from WWE and TNA might be working together. TNA and AAA are definitely working together. Why would you want to do that? Oh, NXT and, and uh, All Japan are working together. Unless you're trying to, to steal the spotlight, and God knows Tony Khan would never do that. I don't know why the, the CMLL thing is a big deal. I really don't. Anyways, ending that on a down note, but of course AEW is going to be a down note. A lot of cool things happening in TNA right now. The explosion thing is cool. Where Trinity goes from here, um, where Jordan Grace goes representing that company as their women's champion is an interesting story to follow. Like I say, Nick Nemeth's story from the bottom to the top is kind of cool. We'll see the Macklin thing if it if it makes it to a pay-per-view. The best of three series between ABC and Grizzled Young Veterans is going to be awesome. And Mustafa Ali was only a video package, so we don't really know where he's going just yet. But I want to know what you guys think of all of this down in the box below, so please let me know. I've been Spaz, your YWC reality check. Subscribe up there, talk down there, start a conversation, keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger, I will talk to each and every last one of you later, but right now I am texting.